there's a, a quote that I've heard, I forget where I hear it from, but there's a job for everybody out there. There literally is a job for everybody out there. But only you have your type of sense of humor, your type, your experiences, plus your natural personality, plus like there's like all this like big formula, like all these like ingredients that make up you. Hi, everybody. This is Bryant from the How To Artists podcast with Kim and Bryant, where we talk about how to art in the times that we're in, whether it be you are a professional artist or somebody who just likes to do art on the side. Thank you so much for your continued support. This episode is coming out a week late because I did get a little sick with the wintertime and all the things going around, but now we're back and we're healed. And this week we're talking about the comparison game, which is comparing yourself to people that you see on TV, people that you see on social media, all different things where you can kind of be your own worst enemy and compare yourself to all of these non-factors. Kim and I talk about how to kind of draw that energy back to yourself and look at community and really focus on the skills that you have because I think sometimes we tend to forget that we are our own original people and we should really value and take ownership of that and know how strong we are and know how our originality can really get us far. So without further ado, here's the episode. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I do this when I'm excited. Uh, it's like that. Um, <laughs> if you've seen Superstar, Mary Catherine Gallinger, she yeah, puts her hands under her armpits and then sniffs them. It's very similar to that. It's very similar. Oh, yeah. I love Molly Shannon, so... She's my... Yeah. You know, it took her 10 years to be successful in this industry. And yes, and it's actually so funny that you bring her up because we didn't even plan this because that's like a perfect intro <laughs> to that this is... episode. Okay, okay, let's bring it back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Kim. <laughs> and this is the How to Artist podcast where there's two of us, two friends who are just figuring out how to art and doing it through life and other circumstances. And today's episode, which I didn't realize was such a segue, was yes. comparison game. The comparison game, which is my personal Everest. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, the comparison game, which is crazy um, in the art world and pretty much with social media everywhere. Um, but it's so funny that you bring up Molly Shannon because it did take her 10 years to make it. She said it in interviews. Jenna Fisher actually talked about it in her book, um, her act, the book she wrote on acting, how it took, uh, she met Molly and Molly said it took her 10 years. Um, because you would look at Molly, cause I adore Molly Shannon. You would look at her career and be like, oh, why can't I be that funny? Why can't I? And you're like, you don't know that it took 10 years. Dude, what did I say the last episode that this is literally tying Okay, I'm not even trying to, like, make it a thing, but if you haven't listened to the last episode <laughs> where I literally talked about think of the person that you want to be or wish you could be like them and think of how long it took them and who they wanted to be, like, yeah, yeah. Molly Shannon, I, I adore her. I think she's so hilarious and superstar, funny enough, 
wasn't originally supposed to be made into a film. It was just like an SNL skit. Yes. I think the popularity of it's similar to Night of the Roxbury. The popularity of both of those kind of like got its own spinoff as a film itself. But yeah. Yeah, it shows you like hard work gets noticed. Good work gets noticed. Yeah. Um, But we're getting ahead of ourselves to just our love of Molly Shannon. Um, But yes, we're going to talk about comparison today. And I feel like I was telling Bryant earlier, I feel like this is a perfect timing for this because it's award season. So everyone is doing the comparison game right now. Like everyone's going to like watching Golden Globes or whatever and like practicing their speeches for when they get on the stage and then comparing themselves. I'm not a pretty enough talented enough disciplined enough to get on that stage um so I just feel like award season's a perfect time to talk about comparing yourself to other people yeah and it's all it's like goals hashtag goals because it's like oh that that person worked so hard to get to that point right. and I want to be there but at the same time you, other people could take it as like uh, when it when am I gonna have my moment and all that stuff and it's hard you like see other people and you see how hard that you're working towards something and um, it's so easy to fall down that spiral but we're here to tell you some tips and tricks of how not to and yeah. um, why it's important just to focus on yourself as an original because you there's only one of you and I think I myself tend to forget that sometimes of like I'm my own original person um and yeah we're gonna talk about it all um also before we get started thank you so much for your support please comment subscribe like all that fun stuff it helps with the algorithm um please continue the conversation and keep it going and um yeah send us a message if you have any questions any topics that you can think of that you want us to talk about and all that stuff and without further ado the comparison game why should we not do it yeah it's it's supernatural to <laughs> supernatural like the tv show no it's natural to compare yourself to other people like it's human instinct honestly um so you know don't be hard on yourself for doing it but it actually is doing a lot more damage than you think it is so um I don't know how to say this guy's name, but I found this quote from Thomas M- Muswheeler, something like that. Um, he's a professor of organizational behavior, and he describes comparison as it's the one of the most basic ways we develop an understanding of who we are, what we're good at, and what we're not so good at. Um, so it does have a silver lining in that way so instead of using it as a way to be hard on yourself using it as curiosity and mel robbins talks about this too like jealousy can be like curiosity uh using it as curiosity of like why am i jealous of this person what what do they have um that i want uh and how to work through it that way so it's kind of a little bit better to look at it that way in a healthier perspective uh, than letting it take you on a spiral. <laughs> and we've all been down the spiral. <laughs> yes, we all have. Um, so the spiral can look like comparing ourselves to our lesser, like our lesser qualities to someone's best qualities. So like Molly Shannon being like, oh, wow, this person is so funny. They have their own TV show. They were on SNL. Um, but 
you know, those are those are her best things. We don't know Molly Shannon personally. We don't know what she struggles with, you know. So taking our lesser qualities and comparing them to someone's best qualities is not really a fair way to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, some other ways that are like overspending is a big thing that people do to like, because it's easy to compare. Like, I have a nicer car than. Like things just like I want to look the part of like yeah and you always see it with like all these successful like billionaires and whatever where they dress so simply and they're just like whatever and then um I think it I think it's also an energy thing when like you get to know yourself better you can kind of see (laughs) who are just trying so hard to stand out versus like some people who just have a natural like essence about them that they're secure with themselves and they're just like well yeah cool yeah it's like it can be like a status symbol because I saw a movie where someone was like uh had a boat and I was like oh I'll know I've made it when I when I have a boat and a boat would be great I love water but like I don't need a boat like who cares do you know what I mean like it's just so silly when you look at it that perspective because you're like a boat doesn't matter. Me doing fulfilling work matters, you know? So it's 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 easy to get caught up in it. Um, and it's, it's, it really does do, like I mentioned before, a lot of damage because, you know, studies show that comparing yourself results in significantly decreased self-esteem, self-image, well-being, motivation. So like we've learned that being hard on yourself actually doesn't work. So this is like a version of being hard on yourself is saying, I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I'm not as talented as this person winning a golden globe or whatever so it creates this sense of like hopelessness of like i'll never be that so why even try which then creates anxiety and depression uh you know so and and that's pretty big yeah and i think um kind of like jumping a little ahead um the biggest thing that i can think of of the comparison game is like anybody who posts on social media and people posting a little snippet of their life in, I want to be like this. We only get the best versions of people most of the time on social media, unless somebody wants to be really vulnerable. But for the most part, people are putting a very polished up image of them. And people compare that to like, as like fact and whatever. And like, I want to be like this person. And we don't get the full like, you know, story of somebody just like maybe 10 seconds to a minute of somebody's life. And that alone will kind of like set somebody down the spiral or um, comparing it to artistic stuff. If somebody gets accolades for an award or gets booked for a job and all that stuff, people can look at that one accomplishment and then discredit every single thing that they're doing or they've done to get to the point where they are. So it's kind of like a tightrope and it's so easy to kind of just like get discouraged with all that stuff. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, it it is true that like social media and like celebrities, like all of it is like either their best or it's like curated. So even those like vulnerable moments are curated, it's edited, it's planned out ahead of time. It's, you know, I'm not telling you the full story. So like everything is curated. So even my, social media. I wouldn't say I'm dishonest on there. I do actually love pickles, (laughs) you know, but, um, you know, like I'm not putting stuff on there that I'm like really going through like my, you know, or like moments that are just so important to me 
you know, that I don't want to give them to the internet. So I keep those, you know, which is healthy and fine to do, but you know, they're not getting the full story. So social media is absolutely not real, uh, personalities like celebrities and stuff. They're, they're not real either. Like Jennifer Lawrence even said, um, like when she goes to like, uh, you know, an event or like a premiere or something, people are screaming for her or whatever. She's like, I invented this like Jennifer Lawrence person. And that's like who they're cheering for. That's not me because it's like, that's, I can't even imagine how, how unhealthy that would be to handle that. So, you know, they even purposely kind of curate this thing. And then we're like, oh, how can I not be like that? They're not even like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like very much a facade or just like they turn it on, so to speak. Cause there's somebody that I know, like a celebrity that I know, um, not going to name them. So don't ask. But <laughs> I, they, if you saw their personality, you would be like, oh, my God, they're this crazy person. And then I've met them a couple of times and they're just like, hey, like very chill. And people would be like, I guess disappointed if they s- saw this version. But it's like you can't be that personal that what you're thinking of is a caricature, not the actual person. There's some people who are like naturally just like give off um power or just whatever um but everybody can't be you have to turn it on and it's quite literally putting on a show funny it, enough it is no it 100 is. i feel like i i don't think this is a celebrity that you're talking about but um eric andre is such a good example because i'm such a big fan of his um but he dated uh, Rosario Dawson for a while and, and in an interview she would be like he's not like that all the time like because he's so crazy in his show and stuff and then there was like a, a behind the scenes of the Eric Andre show and his employees were even like yeah he's actually like pretty serious in real life like he's very calm um, and Rosario Dawson's like he journals he meditates he whatever you know so like I feel like that's a, a good uh, harmless example <laughs> of a celebrity that like puts on a personality he's not doing it to like um you know deceive anybody he's he's his job is to entertain that's what he's doing so you know it's it's yeah everything is so curated you really don't know the full story yeah so uh, those are all the ways that why we shouldn't do things and um kim and i have some tips on what to do (laughs) instead um so you don't go down the spiral. I call it the not so fun to be spiral. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Avoiding the spiral is ideal. Yeah, but um, I think there's many ways to kind of like go about it. And again, not compare yourself to others and focus on what your strengths are. So some ways to do it is know what your triggers are and how to avoid them. Is it your trigger... Um, kind of like seeing um seeing people on social media and comparing them to yourself and what you have and what you don't have I think that's probably going to be one of the biggest ones of a, a trigger of something because again we see a very curated version of what uh, we want to be or what we emulate or things that we're probably insecure about but knowing what your triggers are and how to avoid them and knowing that social media is not real and complete underlines and all that because yeah again it's i think especially now we're in the day and age of tiktok before it used to be instagram but 
TikTok is now on a whole other level and people are trying to be uh, influencers and everybody's an actor and all that stuff and the next big thing and trying to get ahead or have a viral moment. Um, Kim and I choked before this about viral (laughs) moments, but um, I think authenticity to whatever you are um, kind of like helps with any of that. Um, And I think gratitude should always be your default of knowing what you have and uh, what you can be grateful for in the moment. Like, I don't know. I I find Kim to be one of the funniest people in the world, personally. But knowing that, like, all the things, like, and you can probably give me a compliment of, like, you're, you have this calm presence or whatever, and our immediate um, kind of, like, reaction is to not take the compliment and give ourselves yeah. a negative compliment all the time because yeah. there have been times that I've caught myself where you're like, oh, you're so blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, stop. And yeah. I'm like doing a double negative at that point. So like always yeah. stick to gratitude and having that as your default and taking the compliment, not like blocking it because we, why, what is what's the reason to do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's totally true. Like, you know, even when you said like, oh, Kim's a funny story. I'm like, oh, he's just saying that for the podcast. Like you, your head does some crazy things. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, when like you and I will just go off and do like, even before this, we did like 15 bits in like five minutes, you know? So it's like, I think you're hilarious too. It's like when we hang out, we're the goofiest people. So, you know, like it's, I'm like, no, there's evidence there that I make Bryant laugh. End of story. You know, like there's just like, uh, you know, if he was hanging out with Emma Stone, he would think she's funnier, blah, 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 because I think she's hilarious. But like, you know, it's it's just so unhealthy and your brain does go there. So stopping it before it it starts. And and one of those ways that I found to be really difficult is like limiting social media consumption, which is essentially what you're saying, but like limit that thing. Like what Brian was talking about with triggers, like limit your trigger. So if social media is going to be a trigger for you, limit it, unfollow those people that, you know, don't make me, you feel good about yourself and, and things like that. So like limiting consumption in general is a good idea. So like limit the news, how much you watch, like my parents watch the news every single morning. And I'm like, is that a good idea? <laughs> because it's it's so much. So like limit the news, the social media, um, you know, like even uh industry news sometimes I have to limit if I feel like I'm in a vulnerable place. But it's just sometimes it's just too much. Your your brain can't process all that. Yeah. And I think another kind of like flip side to it is um like limiting all the bad stuff, but also looking at the good stuff, like yeah. counting yeah. counting your eggs before they hatch in in the basic sense of like, take a step back, look at all the good stuff that you've done and all the things that you've accomplished. Um, I think we spoke about it in one episode where I like to do this thing that I list off one accomplishment that I had during the month, whether it's a big or small accomplishment. So little things like that can go such a far way. And it helped out a lot like this past year of when I was kind of feeling down, took a step back. I looked at like all the the things that I booked or all the risks that I, I took for trying different things and um, 
you know, books that I read, whatever the case may be of just like the little accomplishments that I had. Um, I think that's so necessary to kind of like see how much progress you've made in the long haul of things. Because again, you, some people can focus on somebody else's accomplishments and immediately discount your own accomplishments. Um, I think also being genuinely happy for others and I'm sure Kim and I can go back and forth about some of our friends are doing such amazing things and seeing what they do. And I'm every time I see like a friend of mine who's booked a role, I feel like this genuine happiness that's just like we one of us made it yay and there's some there's people out there that kind of don't feel that way but the easier thing is to kind of like being happy for others and kind of like knowing that they went through their own journey too some people everybody has a different journey to where they get to but nonetheless they're getting to that place you know um I think another thing to kind of like note is like even the most confident person has their own insecurities. So it's truly, again, putting on a show, faking it until you make it. Like, this is all a facade. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's so true. And, like, also people that prioritize confidence. Like, I know people that are like, I'm going to be a confident person. Like, they worked on it. So if yeah. you didn't work on that, then you're going to look at that person and just be like, oh, wow, they're so confident. They must have it all together. When really they yeah. curated this this uh, persona of confidence. So it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just like knowing your worth of like, kind of like there's some people that I failed, whatever, kind of like just brushing it off and getting better. And that's, I think, for me, a lifelong process. I think I've gotten so much better at it and kind of just like, eh, I have my moments every now and then. But, you know, do you really have to get to know yourself throughout this journey of art to kind of figure out what it is? So... Yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, And again, like, I feel like we always set out to compare ourselves with other people. But you also have to understand that people prioritize different things. Like, Kim and I, the priorities that Kim and I have are completely different. So we're going to be doing different things to get to where we want to be. think some people tend to get jealous of other things or kind of just like make different choices but we sometimes have to take a step back of like why am I envious over this person or why am I having these feelings over this when I'm doing something completely different um kind of like taking a step back and realizing that again we're all in a different journey but we have to just make the little steps to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I wanted to tell you about this. So now I can tell you and everybody else at the same time. Um, I saw a clip from, you know, Taylor Tomlinson, the comedian. Yeah. Um, she uh, did this bit and I saw like a clip of it. I think it's from her new special. Like, I can't remember. Maybe it's an old one. Um, and it was just, I was like, oh my God, this is so true. And she talked about how like, 
you know, her path of like being a comedian, which is like the path that you and I are on of like, you know, working an unstable career and entertainment. Um, and then she's like, my friends that are, you know, traditional nine to fives and they have families or whatever. They're like, there's both jealousy and pity on both ends because, you know, you both, I'm like, oh, you, you know, the nine fivers are like, oh, you have a really unstable career. You know, you don't have a husband or kids or whatever, but they're also like, but you're doing some really cool stuff and they're jealous of it. And then like the reverse is true. So I just like that, that bit like really hit me. Cause it's, it's just so true that there's jealousy and pity on both sides, but you just prioritize different things and that's just the way it goes. So Instead of being like, okay, I'm so jealous of this person. My therapist always gives me this advice where she was just like, use that as evidence that it's possible. Um, you know, like see where they're at and then like backtrack and be like, okay, how did they get there? So I'll always talk about like, you know, especially like um, celebrities that are, that are my age and like what they've accomplished. And I was like, they did all. And she was like, you started this way later, this journey way later in life than they did. And all these things. And she was just like, use them as evidence that, you know, in five years you can be where they are. Um, instead of being like, oh, I'm not good enough. So she's constantly reminding me like, <laughs> evidence that you can do this. It's true. Yeah. And funny enough, I have, there's a person in my life that I have that they, have made comments to me of just like, oh, well, you're acting and kind of making comments of like, you did something easy. And I think you knowing the program that we went through alone, I was like, it was not easy. No? I literally looked into my conservatory every single day. There was one point where I was like, why am I here? Yes. <laughs> like, literally, why am I here? Just to get a yes. Um, it's not easy. It's going to feel uncomfortable until it doesn't. But even then you're going to reach another level where you start doubting yourself. And I think I'm at that point where like my work is pretty good, but then I'm doubting every decision that I do. So there's levels to it. Even if you're at the freaking Emmys, Oscars, whatever, like you're still in the back of your head, doubting yourself and comparing yourself to other people and kind of having these thoughts and just like, you know, it, it never ends. It never ends. And you have to be so much more kinder to yourself. Oh, 100%. And that's just such a good perspective that that person was like, oh, I don't know the context they said it, but like that it was easy because it's like Maggie's was so difficult. And that's why we all became such good friends because we were th going through it together. It's being an um, actor is is in horribly difficult and it's wonderful, but it's so hard. And it's like you you don't know how hard something is until you start doing it. You know, and it's like even social media, like people are like, oh, I can make videos. But when you start making them, you're like, this is actually really hard <laughs> and yeah. really time consuming. Um, so that's true to think of it on both sides. So when you get those comments, just being like, you know what, they really don't know the extent of what goes on here and how hard this is. And then the other side of it of like, oh, why can't I accomplish that of something else that you're not doing of like, yeah, that's really that's probably way more difficult than I think it is, um, if that makes any sense. No, it makes total sense. And I think, um, again, getting rid of all the chatter and realizing how far you've come and not listening to other outside opinions, unless you respect those opinions, yeah, uh, is always helpful because there's going to be so many people in your ear just like telling you everybody has an opinion. 
everybody has an opinion and it gets a little overwhelming sometimes and it's kind of just like ah just somebody tell me something right yeah and just like (laughs) what is right and then you hear things like just be yourself and you're like who am i yes oh my god it's literally who am i (laughs) this podcast is gonna turn into an identity crisis (laughs) <laughs> a, a, a marriage podcast and I did it. Uh, just straight up therapy. Literally, this is therapy. This is us yeah. trying to figure it out. Yes. So, through all of the blah 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 that we talked about, I think the main thing that we wanted to drive home and talk about was realize that nobody is like you. There is only one you. There is nobody that can be like you whatever that is whether it's your quirky whether it's your cool calm collected whether it's your nutcase like there's a place for you like the both of us (laughs) there's a a quote that i've heard i forget where i hear it from but somebody that i listen to would always in the context of acting would always say like there's a job for everybody out there. There literally is a job for everybody out there, but we kind of like think of it in just like one little like sense of like, I need to make it in this. There's so much opportunities out there. There's always something out there for everybody. Oh, a hundred percent. And then we like listen to everyone else's opinions because they're looking at everybody else. Exactly. And, you know, and yeah, it, it really does mire in it. But only you have your type of sense of humor, your type, your experiences, plus your natural personality. Plus, like there's like all this like big formula, like all these like ingredients that make up you that nobody else has. And mm-hmm. that's I know it's so cheesy, but that really is your superpower. Um, And it's it's going to keep be what makes you successful um so it's like how how do you be successful and it's you guys have probably heard this before but it's like just compare yourself to who you were yesterday oh boy yeah yeah Yeah. it's true yeah it's true because you can't not make progress that way and it's you know so you can't stand still you don't have to look to it's almost like those police horses in uh new york city with the blinders on you know on either side so they just can only look ahead it's like you kind of have to do that for yourself because if you're looking to the side it's just there they have different sets of experiences different resources like jeff bezos was given a bunch of money to start amazon you know what i mean so it's like that doesn't concern you who cares You know, if you're better than you were yesterday, you're going to skyrocket and shoot past all those other people that you're worried about comparing yourself to that might even be limiting you in some ways. Be a be a police horse. (laughs) That's that's all we want to say on this podcast. Be a police horse. That's it. We will not explain. It's just blinders. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, just that's what we should name the episode. Be a police horse. How to be a police horse 101 for dummy. <laughs> and then in parentheses, nay. <laughs> Look, you've already started. Yeah. <laughs> we start the podcast like, it, did you read the title of this episode? You've already taken your first step in being a police horse. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're halfway there. <laughs> Get your blinders on. How did we get here? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, um, it's a miracle that we do stay as focused as we do on these podcasts because if people heard our normal conversation. Oh, do you, do you <laughs> like, and I mean, yeah, you should have seen the pre production of this before we got on the call. Yeah. I can get very distracted as a kid knows. There was, I I was like, should I start, jokingly, was like, should I start a porn Instagram? <laughs> and you didn't like my answer. <laughs> follow Kimberly Rose Comedy, but also follow Kimberly's Rose. <laughs> it, was it came to me. He ruined my name! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So just as a glimpse of how these podcasts are made, and everyone, we will have no listeners. We will, like, this is just for our moms at this point. Let's be serious. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Um, mom definitely listens to this. Sorry, mom. <laughs> okay, reeling it back. Yeah. But silly things like that kind of like drive home the point of us being our unique selves and us being original and leaning more into that um so the main point is be yourself stop looking on social media what are some areas that you can improve on for yourself and try not to go crazy to obsess over things i think one of the best um pieces of advice that i've gotten from somebody is like look for Again, a, a word that I found out from this podcast called To Be Magnetic, I'll put it in the show notes, but find expanders, find people that you respect and like their career and want to kind of like strive towards and know that it's possible because everybody has gotten there at some point. Um, and we're, we're all our own unique self. So we're kind of just like drawing inspiration from other pieces and kind of like just figuring it out. So don't pigeonhole yourself and think it's not possible. Um, it is. It is. It is. It is. So keep, keep those blinders on. And when you don't have them on, use it as evidence that it's possible. Yeah. You know? So, and don't overthink it. I think overthinking, we could rename this podcast Overthinking is Ruining My Life because it is. <laughs> it, it literally is. <laughs> like, it's, it's just such a... Like all um, the majority of our episodes are essentially just like the specific ways to stop overthinking, because um, I really do think it's it, it just gets you in a tizzy. Um, but yeah, just use it as as evidence that you can get there because you can, um, and just be the best version of you. Because like not to get too dark, but then like what's the point? You know, like if you're not being authentic, then what's the point of of yeah. you existing? Literally. Yeah. Um, so that is our episode. Yeah. Let us know, like, give us some feedback in terms of, like, do you guys compare? Was this helpful? Are these things that you guys do? Um, like, feel free to comment, DM us. All that fun stuff. And what are, maybe what are some ways that you, um, don't compare yourself to others and things that help you to kind of like get out of that headspace. Give us tips. This is what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining uh, us, guys. We have our accountability check 
next week. So if you guys want to do a weekly challenge with us or art chalk or just want to commit to something um, over this next week, do that. And then you can join us and kind of go on this journey with us on the accountability check. And we can hold you accountable for whatever it is you chose to do. Whatever it is. And that is all. Until next time. Why am I talking in this funny accent? I don't know, but we'll go with it. All right. My name is Bryant. I'm Kim. See ya. Good day.